Rudy's revelation. This is a conspiracy. This, this, this is a conspiracy. That's what this is. The New World Order. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. It is Friday, December 15th, 2023. Happy Friday. First off, I'll talk a little bit about Jill Biden's production of the Christmas White House tour, which included a far left dance company and is supposed, supposedly was produced by Jill Biden, was actually, well, it's supposed to be the task of the first lady to produce uh, the White House Christmas tour, uh, but it's actually a CIA psyop and I'm gonna talk about that, that obvious fact. I'm also gonna talk about Trump's surging campaign numbers and it's almost impossible to stop him. What is the deep state going to do? Well, I'll tell you. And they're telegraphing what they're gonna do, so be prepared. And then there's some frightening news in the discussions to admit Ukraine into the European Union, which is the first step to admitting Ukraine into NATO, which will bind NATO and the US to the war in Russia. And there's also more news on the US not being able to unilaterally leave NATO. What does that mean? So we're gonna get into those headlines and more, um, but first don't forget to engage the channel, like and subscribe, share the podcast, leave a comment. All right, let's get into it. All right, so let's just start off with the Daily Mail. I'm sure everybody's seen the video of the White House tour, which is supposed to be a White House, a video tour of the White House recently decorated for the Christmas season or the holiday season. Now, the White House is replete with decorations, uh, like hundreds of Christmas trees, Christmas trees, many Christmas trees in every room in the White House. And, you know, thousands of tax, tax dollars spent on this endeavor. And so rather than just, you know, having you know, the U.S. citizens go down to D.C. and tour the White House, they produce a video tour. They've been doing this for some years. Now, usually it's just a video tour going through every room and showing the decorations. Usually the video tour is led by the First Lady or at least narrated by the First Lady. This year, it was a, a, a straight... The focus wasn't even on the decorations. The focus was on this strange dance troupe that was dressed up i guess in i'm not i'm not really sure was it uh the nut i think it was nutcracker based theme uh not not really not really sure but in any case strange characters tap dancing their way and mugging in the camera. And so the focus really wasn't on the decorations as, it was, as much as it was on the dancers. Now, apparently the dance troupe is a far left dance troupe whose founder, uh, a white woman, 
is doing everything she can to bring down white supremacy, uh, whatever that is, or, th or the narrative of white supremacy. So the Daily Mail has this article, Jill Biden's White House Christmas video is slammed as bizarre, freaky, and absolute garbage. The first lady, Jill Biden's effort at spreading some Christmas joy have been met with derision and astonishment from many who have labeled the celebrity celebratory video as bizarre, freaky, and absolute garbage. The video posted by Dr. Biden on Wednesday shows members of the New York City-based dance troupe Dorantz Dancers doing a tap dancing, playful interpretation of the Nutcracker Suite, there you go, through the halls of the White House. The group is, the group are in candy-themed hall leading into the main Christmas tree in the Blue Room. Since 1961, the main tree has usually been housed there. The dancers show off how each room has been decorated for the celebrations. Yeah, they didn't really show that off. I mean, I watched the video, it was all about the dancers. You know, sure, the decorations were in the background. And I just have to show is that they mug for the camera. And I have to show this, this uh, freeze frame here. Now, this dancer, several times as they entered a room, mugged into the camera with her, her mouth agape and her eyes wide right into the camera as in a mocking gesture. To me, it was mocking and just uh, totally uncalled for in, in, in such a video. So I just, and she did it several times and it was supposed to be, I guess her expression was supposed to be that of surprise and awe, look at, you know, the decorations are so inspiring. They really weren't. Um, and it just, uh, this, this black woman dancer was just in sticking her face in the camera. That's not what the video is supposed to be about. Um, and so I, I have no problem with, you know, dancers or whatever, but that, it just, it seemed like a psyop. And that's what I'm getting to. I don't think this was produced by Jill Biden. I think this was produced by a bunch of progressives, probably with input, witting or unwitting of the CIA to mock traditionalists and conservatives because it was in your face, sort of bizarre, you know, people were calling it Hunger Games-esque. I don't think it was really Hunger Games-esque as much as it was just like a like a, a silly mockery. Um, it's, it's I, I don't say it's necessarily a, a terrible idea. Basically, Jill Biden didn't want to lead the tour, so she had a, a tap-dancing dance troupe do it, but that's not their place to do so. This is, this is, this is not their, this is the White House, this is the residence of the first family, um, and and it seemed utter chaos with these dancers in there because it's not it's not their house. The people's house is Congress, <laughs> um, and, and the fact is is that the people that entered Congress on January sixth were arrested and derided. Um, but here you have a mockery uh, of 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 the president's residence. Um, by having what looked like crazy, deranged, um, psychedelic-induced dancing. Uh, it just was very, very bizarre. I have to agree there. New York Post also has the headlines, Jill Biden's bizarre Hunger Games aesthetic, White House Christmas video roasted by critics. The White House annual Christmas video featuring avant-garde tap dance 
Performance of a timeless ballet has been panned by social media critics as Hunger Game aesthetic as, as well as called tacky and tasteless. First Lady Jill Biden on Wednesday posted a two and a half minute video clip the New York City da- tap company Durant's dance's take on Duke Ellington and Billy Strayhorn's interpretation of Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker Suite. The video features color- colorfully adorned sequin dancers, mostly dancers, and if you look they have a video clip here, but the opening clip is a tap dancer in a hallway. Nobody cares about the friggin' hallway. They care about the rooms and how the rooms are decorated. Anybody who happens to care about this stuff. The video features col- colorfully adorned sequin dancers wearing elaborate headdresses while they tap their way through the White House hallway, festooned with candy cane costume uh, columns to the blue room, which is decked out in Christmas trees in both white and colored lights alongside uh, Nutcracker-inspired decor. The wild artistic statement, which the First Lady said contained magic, wonder, and joy, left many commenters head-spinning with several pining for easier-to-digest patriotic-themed Christmas video posted in 2020 by then-First Lady Melania Trump. Right. It was... tasteful, uh, classy, uh, and, and that's what it should be. Um, it, it should um, exude a, a respectful nature um, for the house, for the White House, and its decor. So I think it was a psyop, but just meant to piss off conservatives and traditionalists. In sort of a mo- it was sort of a mocking nature, the way um, the video really focused on the dancers and the people, which it's not, that's not what it is. It's, it's the president's residence and the taxpayer dollars, which pay for all this shit. So in my opinion, I don't want my taxpayer dollars. They could pay for the video production. It's nice to see the tour of the White House without me having to go down there and see it. So we see how our tax dollars are spent. But to be honest with you, the decorations were terrible. They probably took money from uh, the decorations budget to pay for the dancers, which is a shame. Because it wasn't, the decorations weren't nearly as nice as they were under Trump. Speaking of Trump, Bloomberg, Trump pulls ahead in Michigan as union women voters sour on Biden. Uh, I'll just read the lead here. Trump has pulled ahead of President Joe Biden in a must-win Michigan as voters remain pessimistic about the U.S. recovery, Bloomberg News reports. Trump led Biden 46 to uh, 42% in a poll conducted 20, uh, earlier in, in the month, several weeks ago, at the end of November was tied to the same survey done in October and early November. Trump's lead is just within the poll's margin of error. So, well, that's the way they like to frame it. Actually, if you add the margin of error onto Trump, then his numbers would be 49 to 39. That's 10 points. The former president now leads in most uh, monthly tracking poll in all seven swing states with that will decide the 2024 presidential election. Um... Like I said, uh, the Democrats are losing badly. What are they going to do? I usually don't go to Breitbart, but let's go to Breitbart just for a second. Poll, Donald Trump trounces Joe Biden in seven swing states ahead, heading into election. This is true. We're heading into the election. But 
The problem is, is what is the deep state gonna do? They've thrown everything at the Teflon Don. Nothing's really seeming to stick. And everybody, the global elite, nobody wants Trump. In the, the Atlantic put out, put out a column not too long ago saying why China wants Trump back in the White House. China doesn't want Trump back in the White House. No, no progressive, liberal, postmodern, leftists, no, nobody, communist, socialist, nobody wants Trump in. Europe, the postmodern left in Europe, no, nobody wants Trump in except for Americans, and that's actually who cares about and who gets to decide. It's actually the American public. So they always say, oh, it's over 50%. It's way more Republicans if you look at the actual polls. It's 70% of Republicans. But they fake you out with the numbers saying 53% of Republicans. No, it's 53% of the electorate overall. 70% of Republicans. The Hill says Congress approves bill barring any president from unilaterally withdrawing from NATO. Well, isn't that rich? So Trump didn't pull out from NATO, but he made NATO members pay their fair share because the U.S. was carrying NATO members, um, and that unfortunately, you know, was bankrupting the United States. Why? Why do we have to pay for something that's really a defense organization for Europe? And NATO doesn't really have, shouldn't even have a mission because what is their mission now? Their mission is to attack Russia, even though the Soviet Union collapsed a long time ago, the ideological threat against free republics and democracies was authoritarian communism. That's gone now, uh, as much as you want to spin your narrative that Putin wants to restore the Soviet Union. Yeah, sure. Uh, that's not the, the case. So if the president is an elected official, why should he not be able to unilaterally withdraw from NATO because the people that want to stay in NATO are all these foreign policy wonks that aren't elected. So if, if Congress and Congress approves a bill because between all the deep state unipartyists in the Republican Party and the Democrats, they have enough to approve a bill. I'll just read the lead from the Hill. Congress has approved legislation that would prevent any president from withdrawing from the United States from NATO without approval from the Senate or an act of Congress. Well, hopefully the Republic, hopefully MAGA, the MAGA Republican Party, the, the actual Republicans, not rhinos, would want, and the people of the United States would want to withdraw from NATO because NATO is going to lead us into World War III and why do you want a, uh, why do you want a treaty organization leading this country into, into destruction? Um, the measure, spearheaded by Senator Tim Kaine, Miso Tim Kaine, and Marco Rubio was included in the annual National Defense Authorization Act, which passed out of the House on Thursday and is expected to be signed by President Biden, of course. So they put that in there. That was a sneaky. I didn't hear about that. The, the provision underscores Congress's commitment to NATO alliance that was a target of former President Trump. Iyer, during his term in office, the alliance has taken on revitalization importance under Biden, especially since Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine. But Ukraine isn't a member. Do you understand? 
is that now you are tying uh, the United States to uh, a treaty organization which you are going to admit the Ukraine, which is going to draw us into World War III. How do you like them apples? Associated Press reports Ukraine gets EU membership boost, but no new European aid after setback. And what are they talking about? This is from the New York Times. Hungary blocks Ukraine aid after EU opens door to membership. President Vladimir Zelensky of Ukraine welcomed the breakthrough as talks on joining the bloc officially open, securing more financial aid. We'll have to wait because nobody wants to give them more money. Hungary on Friday blocked the European Union from approving a financial aid package because all member states have veto power. Uh, and the the European Union itself want to get rid of that. Through EU, though EU leaders agreed to officially open a session Negotiations for Ukraine to block, uh, to join the bloc, an important breakthrough for Kiev as it tries to bolster support from its allies. Viktor Orban of Hungary, he said leaders would reconvene early next month to try to reach a unanimous agreement, which is required for the plan to go through. Mr. Orban, who in the past has delayed some EU sanctions against Russia and is seen as President Vladimir Putin's closest ally in the bloc, has said on Thursday that the aid should be extended only after European Europe-wide elections planned for the summer. Nobody support nobody supports war. No real supports war. And most Europeans understand the context of uh the conflict in Ukraine, which was basically Russia Russia um sees NATO expansion as a threat. They're, a threat to their security, which it is, and teasing uh, Ukraine's admission into NATO, which would be a direct threat, security threat to Russia. And then the fact that NATO or the West and Ukraine want to seize Crimea, which protects and houses Russia's only warm water naval installation. It's a security threat in their sphere of influence. So the fact is that's why Russia invaded because of teasing NATO membership for Ukraine. Ukraine Zelensky hails victory after EU decision to open a session talks. Just open the talks, actually. It is not immediately clear what the fate of the four-year, 50 billion euro aid package that Kiev hopes will also be agreed by EU leaders at the summit this week. The actual Europeans, the people that live in Europe, don't want to aid war. I don't know where the European Union gets its money, but they probably just deficit borrow like the United States. Just the news, John Solomon's outfit, Pentagon falls 41,000 short of reduced military recruitment goals. So the military recruitment goals were reduced after COVID and their mandate that service people should get the vaccination. Well, that was removed in the NDAA, and they were green-lighted to rehire people that they uh, discharged for not getting the vaccine. Some of our best troops didn't want to get the vaccine because the smartest people, which are the special ops guys, um, knew what vaccination was all about. Because they... (laughs) You know, some of those special op guys are are trained um, into all the avenues of warfare. 
Fox Business News, this is breaking news. 10 IEDs, which is improvised explosive devices found at U.S.-Mexico border in cartel gunfight. The CBP is warning its agents to exercise extreme caution after Mexican military seized 10 IEDs at the border. So it's becoming all-out war, not between Mexico and the United States, but between the cartels, which have heavy influence and uh, extortion capabilities against um, the Mexican government are now bringing those same things to bear against um, the United States and the federal agents of the Customs and Border Protection. Wall Street Journal also reports a world in disarray. A longtime diplomat says it's worse than that. Richard Haas offers a perspective perspective on the wars in Ukraine and Israel and China's outlook. So if you don't know Richard M. Haas is, I think he's still the director of the Council on Foreign Relations. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, But he says the world in disarray. The world is in disarray. Why? Is because the neoliberals, the postmodern left globally, uh, the architects of the New World Order agenda Um, are mad because globally people are falling back on individualism. So, and politically that means onto conservatism back into the right because they see how this communal socialized system, you see it in Britain, their healthcare is falling apart. Just like it always is with socialized medicine, it's ration care, so you gotta wait in line and you gotta wait for procedures. Uh, a lot of times, and then you end up dying or, or not getting the care. So a lot of people in Britain um, are actually paying for their health care instead of getting free health care because free health care, you got to wait. Uh, but it, it's been an awakening worldwide against this, the global, uh, the corporate go- global government pushing a socialized global state, a uh, unified global state, on the world, and most people don't want that. They want regional government, as it should be, because the people living in a certain region have certain wants and needs compared to other regions, et cetera, et cetera. So the people in America want things for their geographic region and the people living there, and uh, less so for people living in other geographic regions who have other different security threats, different um, environmental costs and natural resources and all these other things. Uh, and that's why regional, regional governments should be regional in their and independent and sovereign and, and not under some, there's nothing wrong with having a global court or a, a global conferences. Um, I don't, I'm not a backer of the UN, but I do believe that there should be a, some sort of forum where countries can gather and discuss differences, etc. Israel is using AI system to find targets in Gaza. Experts say it's just the start. This is from NPR. The pace is astonishing in the wake of the brutal attacks by Hamas-led militants. On October 7th, Israeli forces have struck more than 22,000 targets inside Gaza, a small strip of land on the Mediterranean coast. Just since the temporary truce broke out on December 1st, Israel's Air Force has hit more than 3,500 sites. 
The Israel military says it's using artificial intelligence to select many of these targets in real time. The military claims the AI system, named the Gospel, has helped it to rapidly identify enemy combatants and equipment while reducing civilian ca uh, casualties. Critics warn the system is unproven at best. At worst, providing technological justification for the killing of thousands of Palestinian uh, civilians. AI algorithms are notoriously flawed with high error rates and observed across <laughs> observed across applications that require precision, accuracy, and safety. Yeah, it's it's happening. Autonomous autonomous killing apparatus are are being constructed and um, deployed. Not surprising. The Atlantic. Speaking of morals. The Atlantic has an opinion piece by Ben Sass, The Moral Decline of Elite Universities. Last week, something similar happened 30 years from now. Americans will likely recall witness a table of presidents representing not top corporations, one single sector, but the nation's most powerful educational institutions refusing to speak plainly, defiantly rejecting any sense that they are part of we and exhibiting smug moralistic certainty about even as they embrace bizarrely immoral positions about anti-Semitism and genocide. Don't need to go any further. The problem is the moral decline of elite universities just mirrors the moral decline of the nation, and this is all pushed by progressive attitudes and narratives. Um, and it all starts with the 1619 Project, also with, which includes CRT, and also, also in, includes gender-bending um, uh, self-righteous gender-bending ideology. And the reason I say self-righteous, I have, if you're an adult, you can do whatever you want. I have a problem with that. But going around pushing the narrative that Republicans or conservatives are out there killing transgender people is ridiculous. My brother said that the other day. I told him, I go, liberals are buying 53% more guns than they ever did. And he goes, well, you know why? It defend against the, rad the radical Republicans when they're actually re reactionary Republicans or conservatives or traditionalists, but they're not going out killing people. You could say they are, um, but that's suspect. But the most recent mass shootings do have manifestos, the one in Nashville and St. Louis, where they were obviously influenced by left-wing progressive ideology, and one specifically gender bending, and they were, and they didn't even want to kill people responsible for something. You know, you go and kill a bunch of children <laughs> because you're screwed up in the head about your your gender identity. I don't know. International Business Times reports Michelle Wu, Democratic mayor of Boston, defends her decision to host no whites holiday party for electeds of color after facing backlash. Now, we all know the story of her decision to fed no whites. This is what I'm talking about. Radicalism, progressive, neo-progressivism, radicalism, radical ideas, neo-racism is what this is. Um, and it's just part of the great game. The great game always put minorities in charge of the majority. And when the British Empire went around, they're doing the same thing here because what do you do when you put the minority in charge? You create resentment among the majority. 
So let's take uh, Rwanda, for instance. You put the Tutsi, which was the minority, in charge of the Hutu, which was the majority. And so then you get um, resentment of the Hutu against the Tutsi or vice versa. It really, you know, you can, and, and they're doing it here in the United States in this giant PSYOP. And that's where uh, CRT in the 1619 Project come in is telling people that slaves built America and it, it was the slave, everybody is a slave owner and all whites are bad because they made the slaves build America and it's not just justifiably whites. You know, it's just, it's ridiculous. People are people. And if you look to the group to gain power, you're a socialist. Individualism is the way to go. And as Martin Luther King said, it's you're judged by the content of your character, not the color of your skin. And so it's what you do and what you say. It's the power of your works, not what you say. So you walk the walk, not talk the talk. All right, let's go on Wired. Inside um, Mark Zuckerberg's top secret Hawaii compound, Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg is building a sprawling $100 million compound. It's more than that. Complete with plans for a huge underground bunker. Why would he want to do that? Watch. And I got it. You should watch yesterday's video because I have a clip of Obama's Netflix movie, uh, Leave the World Behind. I Yesterday, I was referring to it as Leave It Behind. It's actually Leave the World Behind. And see why um, the elite want to build bunkers. I thought it was just crazy right-wingers who were preppers. No, it's the elite. If the elite are prepping, you should be prepping. A wired investigation reveals the true scale of the project and its impact on local community. And you might have heard Alex Jones talk about this to it. Two, they're also equipped with concrete uh, machine gun turrets, fully automated machine gun turrets. How do you like them apples? Gallup poll in U.S. physical health plummets after the pandemic. Why is that? And people... A lot of people are referring to, oh, it's because of the vaccine. Maybe so. But what the vaccine does is it makes your body produce spike protein. It's the same thing what the virus does. So it's the spike protein, um, whether you were infected or you got the vaccination, it does the same thing. You understand? So the people that didn't get infected ran to get the vaccination, which basically infects them or allows them to get infected. Either way, you're screwed. The best way is to manage the uh, reproduction of the spike protein, which actually your own immune system does better than the vaccine. The vaccine actually suppresses your immune system that makes you more vulnerable to the virus by... Um, creating ADE actually gives you the spike protein. It's it's very complicated, but diabolical in the same way. A couple more articles here. This one is from last week, uh, but I it wouldn't let me set it. For some reason, I couldn't send this article to myself. And I wanted to get it in here because I didn't cover it last week. U.S. household wealth falls in third quarter. U.S. House, household wealth fell roughly 150 one trillion in the third quarter pulled down by the drop in value of stocks, which more than offset a half trillion rise in the value of property, the Federal Reserve said. But it's also inflation. So you become less rich. It's it's a hidden tax. 
Now, a lot of people aren't reporting on this. This is breaking. Uh, Ukraine grenade incident. Uh, a counselor tosses explosive in the meeting. So uh, a Ukrainian, a village counselor in the western Ukraine, in western Ukraine, not eastern Ukraine, has thrown a grenade onto the floor of the council meeting, wounding 50, 26 people. The attack took place on Friday morning in the village of council headquarters in Koretsky in the western Zakopatia region. The police have not yet commented on the possible motive for the attack and has left six seriously wounded. I know the motive for the attack. You see, if you didn't know, in Ukraine, there is a split over the war. Ukraine is basically like the little brother of Russia. So there is a lot of allegiance in Ukraine for uh, Russia, Russian language, Russian culture. Um, and so the nationalists headed up by the Nazis in the Azov Battalion and the secret, there's like a secret Praetorian Guard, um, which are extreme nas uh, Ukrainian nationalists that go around executing Ukrainians who are sympathetic to Russia. And you saw that. And then the, what they do is they blame that on Russia. They say, Russia left this village like Buka. They murdered all these civilians, um, which is unlikely, more likely, and that has been reported, not openly reported, that the Ukrainian uh, special troops, special nationalist troops, the Azov Battalion, I'll just reference them, but there are others, go in the village and talk to the villagers and the villagers or the residents there say, well, who cooperated with the Russian troops when you were occupied? And the, and the people, and some people are tortured and then they go and they execute because they're ultra-nationalists, they execute everybody that's not along with the cause. That's why uh, Russian or Orthodox priests were arrested and that's why people do things like this. Now, we don't know the exact motive, it might have been this guy was an ultra-nationalist and the city council or the village council was expressing was expressing uh, dislike or angst or, or, or stressing over the fact that the Russian, the war against Russia has been a meat grinder for the younger generation and most of the um, military-aged men have been killed and now they are starting to draft 50, 60-year-olds and people might be uh, pushing back against that. So maybe an ultra-nationalist threw a grenade to say, you know, F you if you're not for Ukraine and against Russia. You know, where's, you know, where's your love for Ukraine or whatever? Or maybe vice versa. Maybe people were too nationalistic and, 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 and this guy was a little more of, of a dissenting voice. Hard to say, but either... Either or it explains uh, the divisive, uh, the dichotomy within Ukraine citizenry itself um, that talks about, uh, that talks to the fact that there are a lot of people in Ukraine that aren't for the war either. Because Eastern Ukraine was mostly Russian speaking and heavily influenced by Russia anyway. But then when the Ukraine nationalists went into eastern Ukraine trying to, as what they're doing, as I ex just explained, they, then Russian, uh, the Ukrainian nationalist army went into eastern Ukraine and anybody who showed sympathy um, or allegiance to Russia was killed or driven out or what have you. 
National Pulse, I wanted to get into some late-breaking news here. And this isn't that late-breaking, but Senator Josh Hawley endorses Trump for president. Good. Uh, McCarthy, a lot of people have, but that's you don't see that on the mainstream media. It was originally reported in Politico, but Politico downplayed the story at all. Like, Josh Hawley isn't a popular senator uh, in Missouri. From the BBC, Hong Kong offers... Uh, Hong Kong, $1 million bounties on five overseas activists. So Hong Kong is run by the communist Chinese. Communist Chinese often go after overseas activists or domestic activists. They have police stations here in the United States to track down uh, outspoken uh, anti-communist activists. And then they use their expats. If you're allowed to leave the country by law, you have to spy for the Communist Party and give information on Americans or other Westerners as well as your fellow countrymen that may be living in your area. Sorry if that ran long. It's getting a little late. All right, so for me, Rudy's Revelation... Don't forget to like, uh, subscribe, engage the channel, leave a comment, share the podcast. Have a great weekend. Uh, If you have Netflix, check out um, Leave the World Behind. A lot of people on the right are saying, oh, it's full of racist, you know, tropes and whatever. Don't trust white people. But if you watch my episode from yesterday, you'll see that it's really telling you there is an elite cabal, but they're not pulling the strings. No one is. No one's in control. Uh, that's bullshit. They are in control because if you develop systems and then you farm out those systems and then you provide psychological triggers to those controlling the systems, um, there's control. There's minimal control over the financial system. So the financial system is something people don't have complete control over. They do have control, um, but it's a house of cards that could easily collapse, um, but they could bring it to collapse. I mean, when is influence control is the question. All right, so for me, see you next week. Have a great weekend. Thank you.